Welcome to Divorce Talk with Nicola Beer, a show dedicated to creating change and emotional healing for executives, professionals, and expats in the various stages of marriage breakdown and divorce. Discover insightful strategies to better manage your personal affairs and learn secrets to creating more happiness, love, and success in your life Hi, today. Hi, tuning in today. So today we're talking about loneliness. Loneliness is a really difficult emotion to deal with as it can come up unexpectedly and it can either hit you hard or it can linger for months or years even if it's not dealt with. Loneliness and the fear of being alone is so powerful that it keeps people locked in unhappy marriages for decades. Frequently my clients share a list of negatives about their relationship if they're deciding to divorce or not or whether the marriage is over. And I often ask them a question, and the question I ask them is I say, okay, so what's making you stay in your relationship? And quite frequently what comes up is the the fear of being on their own, or worried that they're never going to meet anyone again. In fact, that fear is just so powerful that it comes up again and again in my coaching over the hundreds of, of clients I've had the privilege to work with. And so I really want to address loneliness and what you can do to turn it around. I was working with a lady called Anne and Anne, who I coached, felt very lonely in her marriage to Dave. She no longer felt comfortable around him and began to be irritated by his presence. She described to me one morning that she was out on her balcony reading a book for a really long time in her own company and then when her husband Dave entered the room all of a sudden she felt like she couldn't breathe and she felt loneliness. Well this loneliness I would put into the category of connection or lack of connection because in this example Dave's company was a reminder to Anne that they had lost that special bond they once had. And in its place, she only felt frustration. I was working with Brian as well. Now, for Brian, his loneliness was about companionship. He hated coming home to an empty apartment. He liked to have someone or something there when he got into his house. Going home to an empty flat after a long, busy day reminded him that he he thought he had failed in life and that he'd failed in keeping a family together and failed in, in, in a marriage and failed in love. And his loneliness was a vehicle for him to think about failure and it was about companionship and having someone there whether they talked or not it was just having someone to physically be with him so that I categorize in the companionship loneliness and then Mohammed um, another one of my long-term clients we actually worked together for um, over two years he he loved being on my um, programs and I saw him develop and create a whole new life after his divorce, but he shared to me at the beginning of our, our coaching that he felt lonely only on the weekends when he didn't see his children. So for him, weekdays were fine as he was busily or travelling through work, but it hit him on when he when he didn't have his children. So for him, I would categorise his loneliness into kind of like the boredom category. He needed things to do. Based on these categories, you can really turn your loneliness into a positive experience, and I'm going to explain how to do that. First of all, I just want to share with you three times I've personally felt really lonely in my life. I'm going to share with you how to deal with them once I explain these categories at the end because there there are things that you can do when you do feel lonely to turn it around into a positive experience. And that's my hope for you. And if you just find anything useful today, I'm really happy because I, I know how difficult it is when you're going through uh, such so many changes and so many losses at once. 
it can be really a draining and exhausting experience. So the first time I can really remember being lonely in my life, I was 21 years old and I, I was in my final year of university at Bath. I was living with seven other people at the time, but I didn't know them. We were in this huge three-storey house in Bath. I felt so lonely because I felt like they judged me. I didn't felt feel like they cared for me. I didn't feel like they were interested in me. So even though I had seven people around me on a day-to-day -day basis, I've never felt so alone. And it was really, really painful. And I attribute this to a lack of connection with others. So this loneliness is about connection. The second time I remember feeling lonely was actually at Christmas, a few years later. A bit ridiculous, as I created my own loneliness. So I was surrounded by my family. So I had all my loving family there, and I love them, and I know they care for me, and they love me. But I felt so lonely because of the way I was thinking. I was comparing myself, and it was a death trap, really, for, for unhappiness. Because I was, I was thinking, you know, I was comparing myself to my sisters that had their two husbands. I've got two sisters that are married. I've also got a brother that's married. And I've got a younger sister who was dating a boyfriend. So I started thinking, well, all of them are in relationships, even my sister who's 10 years younger than me. And I began to wonder and start asking myself really damaging questions, like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I make my relationships work? Why am I on my own? What do my family think of me? What do my friends think of me? Do they think that I'm always going to be on my own? Do they think I'm the type of person that can't be with someone or can't keep someone? Do they think that I'm difficult in a relationship and that's why I'm on my own? And I sent myself into this spiral of horrible negative thinking and I was creating this emotion of you know loneliness and mindset. So I'm going to show you how you can get out of that if that's happening to you in about a few minutes. The third time I remember feeling lonely was when I was moved, when I first moved to Dubai as an expat. And I literally, some weekends, I didn't see anyone and I didn't really have any message or any phone call or any text from anyone. And it was pretty lonely. Even just a day on your own was lonely. And here I would put the loneliness more into the category of companionship and boredom. So that's how I've basically devised these four categories, which I'm going to go through again. So don't worry if you haven't noted them down. But just imagine now, never having a, a lingering, painful, long-term feeling of loneliness following a divorce or in your marriage, if you can start to turn things around for yourself by taking actions. And this is really possible. This system I've created not only works for me, but it's worked for all the clients that I've been, been working with. And my clients end up loving these sessions. So they come to me and they said, right, I said, right, we're going to tackle loneliness this session. If it comes up, let me know. And uh, we end up loving it. And I, I make it part of my VIP days. I also put it in my six-month and 12-month program. So it's really powerful. So let's go through the, the basic steps now so that you can start to, to apply this to your life. And, you know, just try it and, and email me or, you know, leave your, your comments and your thoughts. I'd love to hear them. I love hearing from you and hearing your ideas and sharing what you, what positive things you've done. So, so please, you know, comment and share so we can all learn from each other. So step one is acknowledgement. It's really powerful to, first of all, acknowledge the feelings that you've got. Feelings coming up are a warning to you or a sign to you to nurture yourself or that you need to change things or that you're not happy. And we can use 
our feelings if we allow and acknowledge them. Sadly, don't pushing down their feelings from a long time or they've been masking their feelings with alcohol or medication like sleeping tablets or overeating or doing excessive behaviours like excessive shopping or excessive working or exercising. You know, anything that really distracts you from feeling how you feel because it's really important to acknowledge how you're feeling so that you can change it. Because if you don't acknowledge it, then we can't change it and you're just going to have have it linger or, or there for a long time. You know, sometimes I have a clients come to me who've been lonely for years and that breaks my heart. So don't let that happen to you. Step two is review it. And this is where we put it into a category. So ask yourself, where is this coming from? What is this loneliness really about? Is it that I'm missing some companionship? Is it that I'm bored? Is it that I'm thinking the wrong things and my mindset is swirling in a negative way? Is it that I'm missing that deep, intimate connection? Now, it could be any one of these, or it could be more than one. So right now, put it into, or think about, or maybe jot these down, four categories that I've created. So it's mindset, boredom, companionship, and connection. And then step three is taking action on one of these. So let's talk about mindset first. Are you comparing yourself to your old self, to your ex, to your family, to your dreams, or to your hopes, to your expectations? Are you comparing? Because comparing ourselves to others results in a life of misery. So really make sure that you know, you're know you avoiding comparing. And if you are, well, I'm going to show you how you can stop it. Or are you asking yourself damaging questions like, why me? And what if I'd done this? And why didn't I do that? And I should have done this. Again, it's a negative thing that we need to just snap out of. But there's, there's a process. So, so I'll, I'll talk you through that in just a second. Or are you feeling sorry for yourself? But in doing so, making yourself feel worse. Sometimes we think, oh, if I feel sorry for myself, I'll, I'm giving to myself but actually we're making ourselves feel worse when we're feeling sorry for ourselves so you need to change your thoughts the reason it's so important to change your thoughts is because when you change your thoughts you actually can then change how you feel because our thoughts create how we feel it's that simple so we need to challenge these thoughts so I acknowledge when they come up I acknowledge them and sometimes I just say thank you for sharing and then let them go. Thank you, unconscious mind, for sharing that I'm pairing myself to someone else. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm not going to give it another thought. It comes up, and I release it or let it go. And that's just letting it go. Or you can challenge them. So sometimes I'll think negative things, and I'll say, Nicola, how is that helping me? Why am I being negative to me? Why am I... I should be loving me, not hurting me. Stop it. And then I stop, or I think about something else. And that is the most powerful thing. And then... If you are feeling negative, you may find it really hard to go from negative to positive thinking. I do appreciate that. It's not. It's sometimes when we're in a, a really deep emotion, we can't just all of a sudden start thinking how grateful we are for things. It'd be wonderful if you can, and great, do it. But for some of us, it just seems too far away. But what you can do is you ask yourself, what can I do to make myself feel better? What can I do to turn this around? What can I do right now to feel better? Or what can I do right now to take my mind off it? And maybe one of the next categories will will give you some ideas. So that's the mindset one. And that's really important. Then is boredom. So some people, when I've actually analysed their loneliness or we've put put it into a real category for, for what they're thinking, it can be around boredom. As in the case with Mohammed, when he didn't have his children for the weekend after he got divorced. So I've got three ideas here. Well, I'm sure there's so many more. But these are the three that I generally tend to use with my clients. And again, please share yours with me. I'd love to hear from you. 
So, first thing I say to people is get online and find something fun to do. Check out meetup.com, timeout.com, community and networking events. If you've got a wellness centre near you or a fitness centre, perhaps they've got events. That could be really powerful. Similarly, getting into any kind of fitness group, exercise group, running, yoga, any kind of cycling, any kind of fitness that you like to do. There's so many these days. Or do something different, perhaps public speaking group, if you want to do more public speaking, look at some courses you can do online, or NLP is a fantastic thing I've done, I've also done hypnosis weekends, there's plenty of things that you can do and learn, or painting, or if you're creative, sadly I'm I'm not very creative when it comes to art, but you could do painting, or knitting, or cake decorating, just find something, or you know, web designing, or find something that you really enjoy and it's fun to do. Another thing you can do, which is really powerful, and in fact I would say it's probably more powerful than finding activities to do, is getting it, getting used to having great times when you're alone. So I've learned this skill over a, a long time and plan good time alone or plan a, you know, a good, good alone time. So what you do is you write a list of everything you would love to do when you've got time to yourself. Now that can be watch your favourite movies or TV shows, magazines, it could be reading a book, it could be getting your nails done or doing your nails, it could be a long bath, it could be listening to the radio, an audiobook, baking or cooking something new, organising your wardrobes or cupboards. Yes, I know, I have had a few people actually over the years say that, um, you know, when I say what would you love to do if you if you had time on your own, they'd say, I'd love to clear out all the, all my closets and reorganise everything. So whatever it is, what would you love to do? For me, if I've got a full weekend and I really don't have anything to do, I'm at a bit of a loose end, I'll take myself to my favourite breakfast spot where I'll sit and have a beautiful, healthy breakfast overlooking the, the marina and I'll write a list of what I'm going to do for the year. What trips I'm going to do, what holidays I'm going to do if I can, a bit of holiday or tripping, what goals I'm going for, just have a re-look at my life and my values and then I, you know, plan things to do. So that's what I really love to do but I have to say my all-time favourite alone time that I give to myself is walking in the sun. Nothing I enjoy more is walking in the sun listening to audiobooks. I'm an audio person, I love learning and audiobooks are just amazing and especially if I'm walking and listening to them it just gives me so much connection and happiness. And then three in this is reach out to others. Reach out to your friends and your families. Get out your diary and calendar and plan to meet people for meals, coffees, cinemas, spa treatment. Whatever you like to do, catch up with a friend or family member and schedule that into your planner. You know, ask people to spend more time with you if you're feeling lonely. And if you've got no money or if you've got children and you can't get out of the house, then invite people over. You know, take it in turns to have games nights or take it in turns to cook for one, one another or if you're, you don't have any friends near you, plan Skype calls where you can spend an evening calling someone or video conferencing them and having a good old chat that way. So that is what you can do really to help with the boredom. So the next category is companionship. Now, companionship, I'm going to talk about connection later, but companionship can be perhaps someone to do activities with, someone that's there in the house when you get home, and having having someone there. So I really feel that perhaps what you could do is consider getting a pet, you know, having a dog or a, or a 
or a budgie or a cat or whatever animal you, you like can really give you some companionship. If you can't have a pet because you travel too much or you, you, know, you don't want the long-term commitment, consider volunteering at an animal shelter or a charity or asking friends who have pets if you can take them out and have some companionship that way perhaps. Or, you know, you could offer to babysit for for children it's a great way to to spend time you could ask your friends don't have children if you can you know look after them and take them children are a great reminder of living helping us live in the moment because it can be so easy when we're going through a difficult marriage breakdown or we're going through a difficult divorce or separation to worry about the future or to be stuck in reviewing the past and anything that you can do pets and animal you know animals pets, children, that keep us living right now in the moment are really powerful. And if you're still married, uh, then look at activities that you can do together. If, you, if you're in a relationship at the moment and you're feeling a bit lonely or you're feeling it's not working out as well as you hoped, perhaps you need to spend more time doing things together that you both enjoy, which can create more love and create more connection between you and, and more bonding. So if, you, if that is happening to you and you're living separate lives in your relationship, I'd like to give you a challenge and say, look, just for three months, stop your activities you're doing on your own, both of you, and then find activities you can do together and only do activities you can do together. And that has actually turned around many marriages that I've had the privilege of helping. So then we're going to talk about the last category, which is connection. If you're single, ask yourself, are you ready to date again? Only you know this, although I've got several guidelines which are available in my free ebook, which is on my website, which is www.purepeacecoaching.com. Grab your free copy. I've got a whole page there on how to know whether you're ready to date. And if you're unsure on what you want in a relationship or how to meet your partner of your dreams, I do also have a three-session program, Finding the Love of Your Life and Preparing if a Date Could Be For You. So check out my website for more details if if that's of interest to you. So if you're you're missing that deep connection after a separation or divorce, it can be quite often about feeling that deep connection with someone. So if you're not ready to date and you don't want to start the dating thing, but you're missing that deep connection, then what I would say is I would say it could be really, really powerful to have someone else that you can share your deepest thoughts with. Because that sense of connection comes from sharing your deepest thoughts and feelings. So do you have a friend that you can start deep and meaningful conversations with where you can tell them how you're feeling throughout your, your marriage breakdown or divorce? Do you have someone that you can talk to about your marriage if it's not quite working? Do you have a family member or a coach? Do someone that you can connect with and share how you're feeling? Because when I found people feel loneliness because they lack that connection is that they lack that connection of someone understanding them and a coach or a good friend or family member can be that person just be careful pick someone that you really trust that won't judge you and that you can safely confide in and know that it's confidential and lastly on connection if you're still married and you've lost that connection then my heart goes out to you it's a, a really difficult time and the only way I can really suggest is is we really need to give each other undivided attention no phones no distractions complete alone time and in that time you communicate and you give time for affection intimate conversation and intimate relations and you need to factor in that time and make sure you have that time 
and you give your relationship that gift on a regular weekly basis I recommend a minimum eight to ten hours a week I talk about this and, and couples and how to, how to create more love in in other uh, podcasts so do be sure to listen out so in conclusion I just want to summarize and say that you can use your loneliness as a sign for change and then create change all of my programs are about healing and creating change and start by thinking and reviewing your loneliness put it into a category or some of the categories and start taking action and bring more good into your life thank you for listening to divorce talk with nicola beer if you have enjoyed the program please leave a rating and review on itunes so more people dealing with marriage breakdown and divorce get the support they need if you want more great free resources such as secrets to a happier relationship moving on fast after divorce or tips on parenting through divorce be sure to visit purepeacecoaching.com today